comes to your mind when you think of the word law? Is it positive? Is it negative? Do you think of rigid rules or do you think of some well-organized operation? Do you see long lines of legal entanglement or do you see maybe the safe harbor of judicial stability? What side do you come down on? Or what do you think of when you think of religious law? Many people think of councils and conventions and creedal statements. And I think this is because it's just too easy to take our view of law, human law, and to push God's law into it, to try to take our human legal template and make God fit it. We want to bring him down to our legal level rather than to rise to his. But something happens when we try to do this, when we mix our thoughts up with his. We try to put God's law on the same level with human law. We ended up with this twisted picture of both God and his law. And tonight what I'd like us to do is, is to think maybe in a new way about God's law. And we'll do this particularly in the Psalms. In fact, I'll focus on Psalm 119 as John Scott mentioned. Now, it may seem unusual to go to the Psalms for a clearer view of law, but I think if it seems unusual, that's only because we have typecast both the Psalms and God's law. It was God who said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, Isaiah 55. And of course, there are a lot of reasons to read the Psalms other than to understand God's law. You can read Psalm 88 if you're in trouble. You can read Psalm 51 if you feel guilty. You can read Psalm 30 if you feel thankful. You can read Psalm 62 if you feel confident. The Psalms express the whole range of human emotion. And probably that's why a lot of our hymns and songs, like the one we just sang, are just lifted out of the Psalms and put to music. That's why the Psalms have often been called the mirror of the soul. They reflect what we're feeling and what we're thinking, what we're tasting, what we're experiencing. And that's also why they've been typecast. They're just over there with emotion. What do these poems of emotion have to say about God's law? And it's true that the Psalms re re represent the emotions of God's people, and not just of one group or one time period. They cover thousands of years <clears throat> from Moses in Psalm 90 to the return from the exile in Psalm 126. And for many people, the appeal of the Psalms is that they show us God's humanity so clearly. They show us how we face each other, God and His majesty, humanity and our weakness. You can find all of that in one psalm. And when we read the psalms, we find God in every, uh, every aspect. We hear Him speaking. We hear Him whispering, shouting, laughing, or being completely silent. And of course, we find ourselves there as well, pleading, confessing, sometimes making excuses, sometimes praising, sometimes crying out. In fact, if you have ever said, I don't know what to say to God, well then go read the Psalms. 
Because they said the same thing. And then they said everything possible mm. to God. And so the Psalms are poems of emotion, and they do express the full range of our feelings. But they also tell us about God's law, God's way, God's mind, God's viewpoint. And I'm using all these synonyms on purpose because that is the design of Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm, 176 verses. It's an acrostic, which means it follows the Hebrew alphabet. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and this writer gives eight verses to every letter, and every verse begins with that letter. And then he moves over, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, and each verse begins with the next Hebrew letter. And all of it is devoted to describing God's law. And the job of describing the wonder and the beauty of God's law is so enormous that this writer just exhausts his vocabulary attempting to describe it. In fact, in this chapter, every single verse except three of them describes God's law with one of the following synonyms I'm going to mention to you. In order of frequency, there is the first the term law used 45 times. For example, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law, verse 18. Or the word word, the term word, used 30 times. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path, verse 105. The term statutes used 23 times. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. Or the term commands, used 22 times. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. The term decrees, used 22 times. Teach me, O Lord, to follow your decrees, and I will follow them. I will keep them to the end. Uh, the term precepts, used 21 times. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. The term promises, 14 times. You promise, your promise preserves my life. The term truth, verse 30, I've chosen the way of truth. The term way, I meditate and consider your ways. And then the dual term judgment and knowledge, verse 66, Teach me knowledge and good judgment. And just about the time we're ready to say that this writer has gone too far, we realize he hasn't gone far enough. It is not possible to go too far. It is not possible to over-describe the size and the power and the value of God's mind, God's will, God's law. And you can hear the themes begin to emerge out of this psalm. One of the clearest is the one we sang about, joy. Verse 14, I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. And I thought of Jesus' words in Matthew 11, where he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. And sadly, for many people, religion is anything but easy and light and a joy. It's a pain. It's a burden. It's a drudgery. 
But once again, that's because we have superimposed our version of religious law over God's. The man who wrote Psalm 119 is not lying, and he's not playing games, and he's not stupid. He really means it when he said, it is a joy to think the way the Creator thinks. It's a joy. God's law is dependable. Verse 86, all your commands are trustworthy. Verse 142, your righteousness is everlasting. Your law is true. God's law is unshakable. Your faithfulness, he says in verse 90, continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. God's law is inexhaustible. Verse 96, to all perfection I see a limit, but your commands, they're boundless. And the benefits of knowing God's law, he lists those freedom. Verse 45, I walk about in freedom for I've sought out your, your precepts. Direction for my life, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. Stability, verse 165, great peace have they who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. They're stable. Life, verse 93, I will never forget your precepts for by them you have preserved my life. So God's law it's joyful, it's dependable, it's unshakable, it's inexhaustible, and it brings us freedom and direction and stability and life. Thy word is everlasting truth. Uh, let's sing about that together. How shall the young secure their hearts and guard their lives from sin? Thy word, the to each other thy word is everlasting truth Paul told Timothy a little verse that sometimes I think we have forgotten about in chapter 4 verse 13 until I come devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture and what I want to do for the rest of our time is to follow this guidance and I want to simply read aloud Psalm 119. It will be interspersed with a few songs, and I'd like to make a suggestion. You can follow along if you like, or you might want to just close your eyes and listen to the description of God's Word from someone who is helped by it, guided by it, confronted by it, and led by it. Psalm 119. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His statutes and seek Him with all their heart. 
They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You've laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Be good to your servant while I live that I may obey your word. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I'm a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke the arrogant who are accursed, those who stray from your commands. Remove from me their scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Though rulers sit together and slander me, your servant will meditate on your decrees. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. I'm laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I gave an account of my ways, and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts, that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I've chosen the way of faithfulness. I've set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding, so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart toward your statutes and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Take away the disgrace I dread, for your laws are good. How I long for your precepts and your righteousness preserve my life. May your unfailing love Come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I've put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. 
I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. My comfort and my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me unmercifully, but I do not turn from your law. I remember, Lord, your ancient laws, and I find comfort in them. Indignation grips me because of the wicked who have forsaken your law. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. In the night, Lord, I remember your name that I may keep your law. This has been my practice. I obey your precepts. You are my portion, Lord. I promised to obey your words. I've sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways. I have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. Do good to your servant according to your word, Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Lord, speak to me that I may speak in have smeared me with lies I keep your precepts with all my heart their hearts are callous and unfeeling but I delight in your law it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees the law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold your hands made me and formed me Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, 
for I have put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your laws are righteous and that in faithfulness to you have afflicted me. May your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause, but I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. May I wholeheartedly follow your decrees that I may not be put to shame. My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for your promise. I say, when will you comfort me? Though I'm like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your decrees. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? The arrogant dig pits to trap me, contrary to your law. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for I am being persecuted without cause. They almost wiped me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. In your unfailing love, preserve my life, that I may obey the statutes of your mouth. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You established the earth, and it endures. Your laws endure to this day, for all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. Save me, for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I've kept my feet from every evil path so that I may obey your word. I've not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I've taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I've suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I've not strayed. 
from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. I hate double-minded people, but I love your law. You are my refuge and my shield. I've put my hope in your word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. from me you evildoers that I may keep the commands of my God sustain me my God according to your promise and I will live do not let my hopes be dashed uphold me and I will be delivered I will always have regard for your decrees you reject all who stray from your decrees for their delusions come to nothing all the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your statutes. My flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. I've done what is righteous and just. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Ensure your servant's well-being. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes fail looking for your salvation, looking for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. It is time for you to act, Lord. Your law is being broken. Because I love your commands more than gold, more than pure gold, and because I consider all your precepts right, I hate every wrong path. Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. 
Redeem me from human oppression that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine on your servant and teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes for your law is not obeyed. You are righteous, Lord, and your laws are right. The statutes you've laid down are righteous. They're fully trustworthy. My zeal wears me out, for my enemies ignore your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested, and your servant loves them. Though I am lowly and despised, I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is everlasting, and your law is true. Trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands give me delight. Your statutes are always righteous. Give me understanding that I may live. I call with all my heart. Answer me, Lord, and I will obey your decrees. I call out to you, save me, and I will keep your statutes. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I have put my hope in your word. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your laws. Those who devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. Yet you are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. Look on my suffering and deliver me, for I have not forgotten your law. Defend my cause and redeem me. Preserve my life according to your promise. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek out your decrees. Your compassion, Lord, is great. Preserve my life according to your laws. Many are the foes who persecute me, but I have not turned from your statutes. I look on the faithless with loathing, for they do not obey your word. See how I love your precepts? Preserve my life, Lord, in accordance with your love. All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. How firm a foundation he says of the Lord is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you? Fear not, I am with thee. 
persecute me without cause, but my heart trembles at your word. I rejoice in your promise like one who finds great spoil. I hate and detest falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing can make them stumble. I wait for your salvation, Lord, and I follow your commands. I obey your statutes, for I love them greatly. I obey your precepts and your statutes, for all my ways are known to you. May my cry come before you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with praise, for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, Lord, and your law gives me delight. Let me live that I may praise you, and may all your laws sustain me. I've strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. 176 verses about the law of God. I want you to imagine that I am the owner of an expanding business here in the United States, and I have to travel overseas to open a new office in Europe, and I leave you in charge of this busy stateside organization. And I tell you that while I'm gone, I'm going to write you regularly, and I'm going to give you detailed direction and instruction. And all you have to do is follow my words. And I leave. Months pass, and there's this constant flow of letters mailed from Europe, and they're received by you at the national headquarters. And I spell out all of my expectations. I give you detailed instruction, everything you're going to need to know to make things work flawlessly and beautifully. And finally, I can return. I land, I get in my car, I drive to the office, and when I arrive, I'm shocked. There's grass and weeds growing up everywhere. There's windows that are broken out in the office. When I walk in, there's the receptionist chewing gum, doing her nails. All the waste paper baskets are just overflowing. The carpet has not been vacuumed in months, and no one seems to notice that the owner has come back. I ask about your whereabouts, and someone in this crowded lounge area points down the hallway. And I find you, and you're just finishing up a chess game with the sales manager. I ask you if you could step into my office for just a few minutes, which has been turned into a TV room. What's going on? And you say, well, I don't know what you mean. And I say, well, just look around. Did you get any of my letters? And you say, well, letters? Yeah, we got all your letters. In fact, uh, we have in place 
a letter study every Friday night since you left. And we've even divided all the personnel here up into small groups to discuss some of the letters that you wrote. And you know, some of the things you wrote, they're pretty interesting. And you'll be pleased to know that a few of us have actually committed to memory some of the sentences and some of the words out of some of your letters. And I listen and I say, okay, you, you got my letters and you studied them and discussed them. But what did you do about them? What did you do with them? And you would say, um, I don't know what you mean. Well, I gave you a lot of instruction and detail about how the organization should be run. What did you do? Well, I, I guess we didn't do anything with them. My hope for my life, and I hope for you, is that reading 176 letters telling me what God's mind is and what his way is and what his thought process is, what his viewpoint is, where his heart is, can take me beyond admiration to practice. Do we believe that these words that I read are above and beyond all other words? That's difficult because we are flooded with words. We are besieged with words every day, all day. And as the writer Henry Nouwen said, in such a world, who can maintain respect for words? Do we believe these words are different? If we do, then we will put them in a place of influence in our hearts and in our minds. And with them we'll set our goals. And with them we'll make decisions. Because they come from the heart of God. Let's pray together. Father, we confess to you that we have received your letters, your words. And too often have admired them. And it stopped there. And we took words from our family or our culture. We took words from a book. And we placed them in a higher position because we lived by them. And Father, we, we pray you'll forgive us and that the words that we hear from you Words about compassion and forgiveness and generosity and determination. That those words that come from you will begin to rule in our lives as we forgive each other, as we show compassion to those around us, as we become generous with the gifts you've given us. And Father, I pray that your word will become a light into our pathway because we have pulled it out 
and we're reading it. And we're living by it. Father, this is our desire. More than that, this is our need. This is, this is survival. The survival of faith. We cannot live without you, Father, in our lives. And so accept our confession. And as this writer said over and over, give us your precepts and your words. Guide us. Be a lamp into our path. This is our prayer through Jesus. Amen. This evening, if we can help you in any way, um, if you need to tell this church something, we'll be glad to help you do that. If we can help you in other ways, see one of our elders afterwards or see myself or one of the ministers, whatever you need, give that some thought while together we stand and sing.